talking a little conference championships here. I got Matt from Eagle Up joining us with his Eagles in the NFC Championship. And, of course, Rob, as always. Fellas, how we doing? What's going on, guys? How is everyone doing? Good, man. Good. We got a big weekend ahead of us. Another big one. I, oh, yeah. I think the playoffs the playoffs are so fun to talk about every year, so fired up to get into it. Let's go. Let's go as always. Rob with both of his uh Super Bowl contenders still alive. He projected alive. that you predicted that in our week seventeen discussion. We kind of started gearing towards the playoffs a little bit. And before that week seventeen show, or in that week seventeen show, you actually had the Niners and Bengals facing off in the Super Bowl. So this is going to be a fun one talking through these matchups. we got Matt in here. I feel like I should also clarify, even though this is my childhood bedroom, there's no more like, you know, guy stuff on the wall. I've got flowers behind me here. I'm <laughs> taking it over and decorated. So I feel like I should clarify this since this is going up on YouTube as well. But Matt, let's get right into it, man. Um, your Eagles looked phenomenal last week. You predicted the score to be 34-20. I remember asking you last week on the show, do you think that's going to be a blowout type of 34-20, or do they kind of close it out uh, towards the end of the game, maybe some garbage time points? You thought it's close going into the fourth, and then they kind of extend that lead and run away with it there. It was not close four minutes into that game. It was all she wrote, the Eagles really flexing their muscles and showing who they have been all season. Uh it really was a very, very impressive showing. I thought the Giants, I did not think the Giants would win. I think we all had the Eagles winning here. Uh, but for the showing that they had to just absolutely annihilate someone by halftime, 28 nothing at halftime is, I mean, that, that's really saying something. They came out ready. They came out absolutely ready. What's, what's your takeaways, if any other than let's go from that Eagles game last week? Well, my takeaway first and foremost is that you can see that they're locked in. There was a lot of commotion and everything going on with the Giants that they might come into Philly and, you know, kind of smack him in the mouth, keep it close. But right from the jump, jump he hit Devontae Smith on a deep, deep crossing route, and it was awesome. And I, right at that point, I knew that this team was locked in. Their offense was going to do great, and it was strictly that. I mean, you saw the offensive line completely bully the Giants' uh, defensive line. Dexter Lawrence had no, nothing to show for it. Same with Thibodeau. And they got back to the running what made them best. They ran the football over 200 yards between Sanders, Gainwell. He had to throw Scott in for one of the touchdowns because, let's be honest, guys, he's a giant killer. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? It, it was exactly what they were meant to do. Coming into a division rival, they were the best team in the NFC all year. With that by getting a lot of people healthy or at least close to 100% healthy, Jalen Hurts Looked like the shoulder really wasn't bothering him that much. He scrambled. They called design runs for him. So you like to see that that offense was kind of getting back into what they did best. Um, I was happy to see Lane got through the game without any hiccups. He looked phenomenal. And let's go to uh, let's go to the NFC Championship game. And someone's got to rock Purdy. And I'm seeing this game as this is an atmosphere that Purdy really hasn't been accustomed to. He had a great win last week at Dallas. Fortunately for him, he was home. And look, Dak was Dak. If Dak wasn't Dak and somehow played a good game, I, the Cowboys kind of come come out with that as a win. But it was a close game until the end, and the Niners just kind of took over after Dak's uh, turnovers. But I'm excited for them to be at, uh, in the NFC Championship game, especially at home. Let's get to that weekend. Yeah, I mean, Dallas just 
disappointing and undisciplined in big moments like always. Um, obviously, if you're following the account, that was clearly just fan frustration. I was taken out on them, but it was expected and we talked about it. The Niners are much more disciplined, extremely talented. And even though, you know, you you could, I, I mean, Brock Purdy's the less talented quarterback, but he doesn't make mistakes. And he didn't make mistakes against what is re- a really good defense that forces turnovers, creates pressure. Uh, Trent Williams, uh, one pressure allowed in that game against Micah Parsons, uh, kind of shut him down when he was rushing against him. They were able to hold back that Dallas defensive line uh, for the most part. And I think that's something that's going to be a problem this weekend, potentially. You've got that Eagles defensive line against that Niners offensive line. Honestly, in the trenches, both of these teams are phenomenal. I mean, you can argue, you know, like the Niners have the best defensive lineman and best offensive lineman in this game. I think you can make that argument. But you actually mentioned Lane Johnson, who has allowed zero pressures in 18 games this season. And I want to kind of talk about your tweet that I saw earlier today or yesterday where uh, you kind of actually commented on a post of the top 10 players going into this weekend. And Lane Johnson was six or seven in that post. And I thought your argument was pretty valid because when you removed him from that lineup, that's when their struggles happened. That's when there was a little, little more chaos on the back end. Yes. I think um, it was a small sample size, but when you remove Lane Johnson from that offensive line, problems get created and he is a massive, massive, part of this game I think that Eagles offensive line in general general is because they've got to create enough time for Smith and Brown to break away from uh, what is the number one defense in the league they've got to make sure that they hold back Bosa that line I mean do you see that line creating problems for the Eagles I, I know they've probably they've got a top two or three offensive line I mean you're easily arguing this potentially the best offensive line with Lane Johnson looking better, looking healthy. Um, kind of, kind of play devil's advocate. Like, what what problems get created for them this weekend, and what do they got to do to stop it? Well, first we'll, we'll start with the uh, Eagles' offensive line versus the Niners' defensive line. And look, uh, your biggest is Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead as well, and Fred Warner is a beast as a linebacker when he rushes as well. So what? Hopefully, Jeff Statlin and this offensive line will do well is, you know, they pick up their double teams, but when they are going against, you know, single man and Bosa's mostly probably going to line up on the right side, I'm guessing, against Maialata because they, unless he wants the Lane Johnson matchup. If he wants the Lane Johnson matchup and kind of test that abdominal, he can do that. Uh, but Maialata is going to have to have a huge game and Dickerson as well, and they're going to have to stop Bosa. You know, Bosa's the best in the league. You know, he might win Defensive Player of the Year this year. He had 18 and a half sacks. Uh, but that's going to be a, a tough matchup for this stout offensive line. And I'm really curious to see. This is what you want to see, though, when you get to these types of games. This NFC Championship game is going to come down to, like you said before, who makes the most mistakes and who wins in the trenches. And these are the top two teams that do that the best. So hopefully we, uh, Purdy for him to be able to make those mistakes. And now I'll switch mm-hmm. over to the defensive line. And against the Niners offensive line, Jonathan Gannon is going to have to prove his head coaching worth this this week. Because, yes, he had a great, phenomenal game last week. But let's be honest, the Giants offense, he was able to kind of relax the secondary, kind of go uh, man coverage and not do zone because he was not worried about the Richie Jameses of the world, the world and the Hodgins of the world. This week, it's going to be a lot tougher matchup. They like to run a lot of deep crossing routes and crossing routes across the 
the uh, field. But then you have to be worried about McCaffrey and Debo coming out of, back, out of that backfield. So they're going to have to do a lot of stunts. They're going to have to get Reddick in motion. Uh, kind of Sweat's going to Sweat's going to line up on uh, Trent Williams all day. He likes he likes that right side of that line uh, going against the left side of the offensive line for 49ers. So hopefully he can get you know the Purdy and and kind of make a mismatch against Trent Williams and have him just focus on him. That we can get other guys free like the Brandon Grams of the world like the Reddicks of the world. Um, but the matchup that I'm looking to see is, and they've been great all year, is Edwards and Kazir White. They're, they have been tremendous linebackers for us all year. Kazir White in a contract year, he really showed his worth, and Ed, Edwards as well. It's going to be really tough to, to see who we bring back in the later years, and we'll obviously get into that in the offseason. But with McCaffrey and Debo coming out of the backfield, they're going to have to be on their horses all, all game. And you have CDJ uh, coming in also. You have Epps as a safety that likes to line up close to the defensive line. They're going to have to get after him, and they're going to have to make tackles. They're, they cannot have a missed tackle in the backfield because that's where they're going to hurt you. So, Rob, I'm going to toss it over to you now to talk a little bit about the Niners. Your uh, pick to win this game going several weeks back at this point. And, honestly, they've they've played the part. Brock Purdy has – been able to pre hold back from making too many mistakes. Uh, we know what the rest of that team can do. I mean, we have two of the most talented rosters in the league going up against each other. Uh, two young quarterbacks, Jalen Hurts with a little more experience, but really not that much more experience, uh, really just a year up on uh, Purdy in terms of overall playing time. I do think Hurts and his experience, though, in kind of going through not the ringer last year, but have, having that year under his belt, having that playoff game under his belt, getting a playoff win last week, I do think that's got to give him a little bit of an edge versus Purdy. However, there's a lot more to this game uh, than just those two. Uh, Matt kind of talked through the defensive and offensive lines, those matchups on his side. What were your thoughts on the Niners this past weekend, um, how they looked? Did, they see, did you see anything that made you second-guess your pick, or did it kind of verify, okay, yeah, these are the guys – I, I do still think they really win this game. Um, and what do they got to kind of do to be able to beat the Eagles? Yeah, so to answer that last question, no, I didn't see anything that, you know, makes me hesitate to think that um, the Niners aren't my pick. I think the Eagles are really dang good. But um, if I look back at the bracket I made, you know, obviously making an NFL playoff bracket's a little bit different than you know, a March Madness bracket where, you know, higher seed goes to the lower seed, so, or, and vice versa. So, uh, I actually had the Cowboys going to Philly last week, um, in my original bracket. And, uh, I had the Cowboys winning that game. I think the Cowboys are one of the most talented rosters in the NFL. Um, I, I, I think the Niners and the Eagles are right there as well, but, uh, we saw the Cowboys get a win against the Eagles this year. Um, Later in the year, I know the the Eagles had not their full roster available, so uh, it's a little bit skewed. But I, I did really like the Cowboys. I think that the win biggest, for the, the 49ers. Biggest piece of our roster. I know, I know, but <laughs> you, you can't argue that. I know I'm, people are going to kill me for saying this. Minshew <laughs> is a really good backup. I know he's he not is. Jalen Hurts, uh, but Minshew is a very comparable backup, if not the best backup in the league. So um, they still had a good shot there, and. Um, I, I just I think the Cowboys are really good. So I think that's a really good win for 
the 49ers to go up against the Eagles. I think the hardest part for the 49ers this week is going to be going to Philly because I think that's a tough place to play. Um, like you said before, I, th- I think it's going to make Purdy a little bit uncomfortable, but I'm really not of the mind at this point to say that Brock Purdy is not ready. Um, I know it sounds crazy. I know Mr. Irrelevant, you could say whatever you want about him, but he has proven it time and time again that he is good enough to, you know, I mean, how good do you, we talked about this a couple weeks ago, Cody, how good do you have to be to carry that, that offense? I mean, they're absolutely loaded at every position. You know, you got Kittle, who's a top three tight end. You got probably a top top five wide receiver duo in Ayuk and, and Debo. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, who's always been a top three, top five running back, you know, in the NFL. So with Trent Williams, who is, you know, arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the game. So there is plenty of talent surrounded by Purdy that I think he just has to be average to, I don't even want to say like, I think slightly below average is even fine. If he can just not turn the ball over, um, which I think is the biggest thing, then I think they have a legitimate shot on offense. And then the defensive side, I really do, you know, I can't, I watch Nick Bosa every week and I'm amazed. Like the guy touches the quarterback in some capacity every single snap. Um, now you say, you could say that, you know, Jalen Hurts has legs, he can move. Um, I think that's where the biggest thing comes into play. I think the 49ers linebackers, have the ability to get after Hertz and to keep up with him with his speed. I think Fred Warner is absolutely, absolute, absolute animal. Um, you saw him, how quickly he got back in coverage against CD lamb last week on that one play that probably saved the touchdown, um, which was a critical play in the game. So there's a lot of good pieces on that 49ers defense that I think are going to frustrate the, uh, the Eagles. And the last thing I'll say, like, and I know this is, you know, probably an ego thing and whatever. Um, definitely did not like what I saw from A.J. Brown at the end of that game last week. Um, kind of pouting on the sideline after his team just won by 30 points uh, just because he didn't have a good statistical game, it sounded like. Um, that's something that can happen in the playoffs. You have to put all that stuff aside, especially when you're playing to go to the Super Bowl. So I'm sure they got in his ear after that. Um, he'll be fine. But I think there's a lot, you know, this is probably the best match. I mean, it certainly is the best matchup you'll see out of the NFC. Uh, this is what you want to see. Um, despite me thinking, you know, the Cowboys are just as good. I think this is a, a very comparable matchup. I think um, I think there's probably going to be more points this week than there was last week with the Cowboys. I think that's something that the Niners are going to have to do to stay with the Eagles is score some points. So they're certainly capable of it. Um, but I think the key is, you know, Brock Purdy not making mistakes, not making turnovers. If he can do that, I think they have a really good shot. And then those linebackers, they got to get after Hurts to make him work a little bit. But um, I think it's going to be a fantastic game regardless. One of the interesting things before I toss it over to you, Matt, uh, Brock Purdy faced the number two team in sack percentage last week in the Dallas Cowboys. This week he goes up against the number one team in the Philadelphia Eagles. They lead the league in sack percentage. Rob, to your point of how good you have to be to carry this team to the – Super Bowl, it's almost like those – I always hate these Tom Brady comparisons. This isn't even a Brady comparison. It's just a comparison to those teams that have carried a quarterback, like when the Pats had really good defenses in the early 2000s. Uh, we saw the Broncos carry a just absolutely injured end of his career, Peyton Manning, to a Super Bowl with that roster as well. We do see it every few years where even the Niners uh, a few years ago uh, – 
you know, I think you could argue even then that uh, when they when they lost to the Chiefs, like they had did it with a really good roster. And you just got to limit mistakes. You got to follow the script that Shanahan lays out. Don't be an idiot. Don't stray off of it. Follow the script. And when things break down, remain calm and just make the intelligent play. Like Brock Purdy clearly, I mean, he he went, he was Mr. Irrelevant because of not just his overall profile, but it, it's those raw skills. You know, like he's not going to just fling the ball downfield uh, 50, 60 yards with the flick of his wrist. He's not going to do incredible things, but he's also not making mistakes. So this week he faces the number one team in sack percentage. And it's pretty it's by a wide margin, 11% versus 9% with the Cowboys, which, you know, when we're looking at these margins, that's a pretty massive, pretty massive gap. I think that's what the Eagles got to do to get to him. If they're going to create those mistakes, because he has not made them to date. Now, AJ Brown, Matt, let me get your thoughts on that as well. Uh, How did you feel about that? Is this something you just kind of brush off? Are we going to see a squeaky wheel narrative this week in in the playoffs? That's, which is pretty rare. Or does he just buy in and, and, uh, get after it like you think it's a problem I don't think it's a problem at all and I saw it we all obviously saw the game and and saw it you know unfold on the sideline I think I even tweeted too that you know I saw that he was visibly upset he said all year long he's like he's happy to be here he thinks Philly's lit he loves the atmosphere at the games and knowing him and knowing Jalen Hurts and the leadership on that team he probably just wanted to show what they got in him for his first playoff game at the link. And maybe that got him a little upset because they went to Devontae Smith, even though he had a great block on that Devontae Smith touchdown. Um, I think the leadership with you have Kelsey, you have obviously guys that have been there before that have won a Super Bowl. They definitely got in his ear, like, like Robin mentioned and just said, Hey, look, you're not going to have the best statistical game, but you just put up over how many yards of offense, close to 400 yards of offense. You completely dismantled your division rival in the divisional round of the playoffs. Not even close. Look, this is a team effort. I know that he, he spoke to the reporters the other day. I have no issues at all with this, um, especially the friendship that Jalen Hurts and him have. Uh, he was probably just disappointed in himself that he wasn't able to show what they got when they signed him in the, with that four-year $100 million deal. It was his first game at the link. He probably wanted to get after it a little bit more, but – Maybe the defense didn't give him that. You know, uh, Martingdale probably didn't want him to get him open. So they probably double teamed him a lot. Devont- that left Devontae Smith open. Those are the looks they were getting. And they kind of focused on the run halfway through the game because they were up 28 nothing. So I'm not worried about that at all. Uh, like Rob was saying with this 49ers team, this is the matchup we looked at in the beginning of the playoffs where we would – Hope that we kind of got lucky where maybe they threw a dud against another team that we matched up better against. This is the, you know, matchup that we maybe wanted to shy away from, but we also embrace because it is the top two teams in the NFC and who's what better way to prove who's better. So uh, I think the Shanahan and D'Amico Ryans, who has done a great job with that defense, so he's probably going to be a head coach next year as well. Uh, it's going to be up to the coaches too and who kind of adapts and adjusts throughout the game. And I am really curious to see how Sirianni, Steichen, and Gannon kind of come out and adjust. Because Gannon is supposedly on the top list of all these teams for a head coaching job. And he's going to have to prove that. And there, a lot of teams are going to be watching. I hope that he, he does well. And, you know, you always like to see when coaches go other places. You hate to lose people, but that's the state of the NFL. Uh, I love the matchups that we're going to be seeing this week. This is, you know, 
top, like, even when you go through the top 100 players in the offseason and you see all the top players, a lot of those guys that we're watching this weekend are going to be on that list. I mean, you got Josh Wett, Brandon Graham, you know, uh, and Hassan Reddick. You're going against Trent Williams in a great offensive line. Same on the other side. You got Nick Bosa, who might line up against Lane Johnson and Jordan Maialata all game, and even Jason Kelsey on the inside. Like, you want to see those matchups, and you want to see who wins. And, look, if, if Lane wins five out of ten times and Bosa wins five out of ten times, then, look, those are what, the reason why they're the best in the league. So I'm really excited for the game as well. I think it's going to be close. I think the, the line is perfect. And uh, I, the only thing I don't agree with him with is that the Eagles are going to advance to the Super Bowl. <laughs> well, I'm going to fire off a few interesting stats on this matchup, and then I'm going to toss it to you guys for final thoughts on this one, if you have any, and give me your score prediction for this one as well. I already know where you lean for the picks, so have your score ready for me. Any final thoughts to wrap up this game here? I do want to note this is a couple of our top defenses overall, but also a couple of our top teams, according to Pro Football Focus. You got the Niners third overall, Philly sixth overall in terms of their power rankings. First and second defensively. First is obviously the Niners in pretty much every single metric. You got Philly sitting there second. And in terms of overall offense, you got the Niners fourth and Philly eighth. I, I know they're going off of a lot of data. I would imagine that would be that would be flipped there. But always interesting to see those numbers. When you flip over to pro football reference, just some great re- references here in terms of offense. You have in these two teams – You have the number four overall offense in yards and the Eagles, number eight in the Niners. In terms of uh, actual yards per play, both of them are going to be in that top 10 as well. We know they both have uh, top 15 passing offenses, and we know those rushing offenses. Philly, I think, might surprise some people, has actually been a more successful overall rushing offense in terms of overall yards, probably playing with the lead a lot, how good they were early in the season, uh, just ahead of the Niners there, but both of them about even with yards per attempt. But when you flip over to defense, a couple interesting things here. Obviously, the Niners are number one overall in defense. Philly's right there behind them in terms of actual rushing defense. There seems to be a little bit of a weakness with Philly. I actually didn't realize they're they're allowing the ninth most yards per attempt. Obviously, the Niners are at the bottom of the league, uh, second best in yards per attempt allowed, right there at 3.4 yards per rush allowed. Eagles going up against that Niners rushing offense, that could potentially pose a problem early in the game if they're forced to play from behind. I did not realize that they give up the ninth most yards per attempt. Now, we'll see see if that becomes a moot point. They played in a lot of odd games where, you know, it, it was a blowout. Teams might have, you know, melded in, backups are in, et cetera. There's a lot of context there. So, obviously, this game's going to be close. We get great weather here. I have the Eagles in the Super Bowl. I think they still come out on top. I'm going to go with a nice uh, 28-24 win here for uh, the Eagles myself. Uh, Rob, give me your prediction. Then, Matt, take us home with this game. I'm going to go reverse, actually, 28-24, 49ers going to the Super Bowl. That's what I'm going with. I'm obviously going with the Eagles, and I'm going to throw out that it's going to be a 28-27. Niners will cover. We'll get the win, and we're going to have a last drive touchdown with two minutes remaining. I think it's going to be an absolute thriller in Philadelphia. 